0: Hello, and here is another Patreon preview. This is part three of our Unions and the Mob ILA series, where we go over the International Longshoremen's Association and their dealings with the mob, and how the government is involved in the, with the mob, and all of those things involved, including how the rank and file fought back, and some of the general strikes that happened because of the ILA leadership's intransigence. To get the full episode, go to patreon.com workstoppage and support us with $5 a month. As an entirely listener-supported show, it means so much to us that you would be willing to support our show. If you can't afford to become a patron, jump in the Discord, message one of the admins, and we can hook you up. As we know, times can be tough at any point. But, without further ado, here is the preview.
1: And so, the 1945 Wildcat Movement was an expression of frankenfile disgust with the fact that they'd worked tirelessly to support the war effort, while their bosses and the shipping companies reaped enormous profits. Now it was time for the dock workers who helped win the war to get their own well-deserved rewards. Ryan's attempt to stop the strike only further disgusted the workers, and at its peak, over 60,000 had walked off the job demanding a better deal. The strike held up hundreds of thousands of tons of cargo and was condemned by the government. The ILWU and the National Maritime Union endorsed the strike and sent money and leaflets in support. Ryan took this as another opportunity to attack the strike by his own members as a communist takeover attempt... (laughs) However, the diverging ideologies between the different groups involved in the Wildcat made it difficult to control.
2: Occupy Uh, moment.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Not wrong. Um, A new rank-and-file committee was organized at a mass meeting of 2,500 workers, but it was condemned by many leaders, such as Gene Sampson, president of Local 791, as, quote, communistic. (laughs) And Joe Hucker of Local 808
0: said, quote, the men have lost confidence in Ryan and think the ILA is corrupt because of its close-knit control, but even within the machine, there are healthy elements. We just need an election for new officers, end
1: quote. Which, you know, when I hear those demands, I am certain it can only come from the machinations of the Communist Party. <laughs>
3: <laughs> like, we, that, we just,
1: again. Yeah, we just need new oligarchs, folks. <laughs> No, but I know, yeah, no, I know, like, we have our criticisms of that as a mild demand, but I just mean, you know, to point out, Joe Ryan's out here calling the Wildcat Movement, you know, this treasonous communist plot, and the demands are literally just like, can we please vote? Yeah, well, (laughs) it's kind of odd, because the membership's
2: like, hey, you should probably listen to us, the membership, and the leadership's like, only a communist would say that, and then all the communists (laughs) are like, we are saying that, but we are far from the only people.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And so, you know, unsurprisingly, the shipping companies also backed Ryan and the ILA leadership in this and, you know, trying to force a back to work movement, preferring Ryan's corrupt business unionism over more militant rank and file demands. Also, like,
2: it shouldn't help union leadership to get backed by the company. The company's Mm -hmm. condemnation of union leadership should be a badge of honor. That's how this shit works.
1: (laughs) Yeah, like, even ultimately an arch-capitalist like, uh, you know, FDR understood the political value of something like, and, and, you know, even sometimes when it's true of the, you know, the taking the approach of, I welcome their hatred. Mm -hmm. And so, when Mayor LaGuardia, uh, of airport fame now, (laughs) called for the sides to settle the dispute and hold new elections in the ILA, I mean... As far as government officials at this time go, a relatively reasonable mediation suggestion.
2: Yeah, a lot better than what we would have gotten out of other notable airport-named-after-him guy, (laughs) Dulles.
1: (laughs) Yes. Uh, But so in response to to that recommendation for mediation, the rank-and-file committee replied, quote, "...be advised that the rank-and-file committee is ready to meet with you and settle these issues of the strike." as soon as you can guarantee us protections from the goons employed by Ryan to terrorize the rank and file, end quote. And, uh, well, you know, one thing about the rank and file is they tend to be pretty in touch with their working conditions. (laughs) And they were not wrong because Ryan did exactly as they predicted, hired goons using his anti-communist slush fund, uh, many of whom were tied to the mob, and had them patrol the docks and rough up anybody you know, promoting dissidents from the uh you know, ILA leadership position and promoting wildcat strikes, promoting actually fighting for what the workers actually wanted. And so testifying before the Senate in nineteen fifty three, Ryan said quote. Some of these
2: fellows with their bad criminal record were pretty handy out there when we had to do it the tough way. The employers said it, especially in the case of Staten Island, where there were a few work stoppages. That is one of our big troubles, people trying to take over the organization, infiltrating and trying to start illegal strikes. The commies move in with their paid staff, and we need fellows to combat them. The employers had no complaint about that. I can tell you that. (laughs) What a fucking asshole! (laughs) Uh What an ugly little piece of shit! God.
0: (laughs) Although talking very highly of us, you know, (laughs) few work stoppages, you know.
1: (laughs) Yeah, people may have been surprised at the level of invective that I, you know, have reserved for even a bad union leader in this episode, but I think King, I think Joe Ryan is genuinely like one of the biggest scumbags who has ever been involved in the U S labor movement. Also
2: like the accusation that communist infiltrators have paid staff is hilarious. Mm -hmm. Absolutely just, I mean ridiculous
1: (laughs) at this time when the CP was much bigger, there were actually, you know, some paid members, but compared to, literally any of the other groups on the docks, including the mafia, far fewer than any of them.
2: Yeah, well, it's one thing to be like, oh, the CPUSA has, like, paid staffers, and another thing to be like, these communist rank-and-file organizers right. are paying staff to show up
1: and disrupt. Like, with what money? <laughs> well, well, and then it's like, and that's why 60,000 dock workers <laughs> walked off. They were all just mind-controlled, like... <laughs> Yeah, yeah they, they each
2: got a $5 ridiculous. check from Stalin. <laughs> <laughs> right, right.
1: That would I be mean, more or less. That's essentially the sort of rhetoric that you were hearing at this time. And unfortunately, at this period, red baiting and violence were pretty effective at disrupting the dissident movement. Ryan started a back to work movement and was supported by the Seafarers International Union, the New York Central Labor Council and the AFL. Mm. Uh, you, know, uh,
0: after, uh, you know, after, you know, with experiencing COVID, a back to work movement uh, really rings very, uh, uh, I don't know, reminiscent of, of what's, what's happening and what it, that actually means to the workers.
2: Yeah, well, I don't know what else you expected from the American Federation of Liberalism.
1: So. <laughs> <laughs> Damn, got him. <laughs> Uh, Well, actually, especially at this time, since you've also, at this point, this is during the split with the CIO, Mm -hmm. so they're even further to the right because all the the progressives are now in the CIO at this point. But anyways, on October 17th, thousands of dock workers began returning to work. 3,000 striking dock workers, though, marched down the center of Manhattan from 34th Street to Chelsea along the waterfront, chanting, Down with Ryan, down with the Finks, in reference to those who had abandoned the strike. The next day, the head of the rank-and-file committee, William Warren, announced the end of the strike. In the announcement, Warren said, Quote, To preserve the unity of the longshoremen that had developed
0: during the strike and continue to build the unity to achieve our economic demands and a clean and democratic union, we make this recommendation because the continuance of the strike at this time, in the face of Ryan's gangsterism, the strike-breaking of Harry Lindeberg president of the seafarers international union and the lies in the anti-labor press the active collusion of the ship owners with ryan and lindeberg convinced me that the unity of the ila rank and file may suffer quote.
1: and so you know even though he did agree to end the strike warren and other strike leaders were assaulted by mob goons And apparently the violence, you know, took the last bit of fight that Warren had in him uh, in the union. And he ended up actually later turning and joining Ryan's team and betraying his comrades on the rank and file committee and claiming that he had been misled by communists and denounced the strike.
2: Damn. I mean, uh, you know, it was used to cause great damage to the labor movement, but it is a great example of the fact that violence is surprisingly effective. Yeah. Uh, what, what did, what, what did we say on the left power grows from four guys sitting in the back of a meat shop?
1: (laughs) (laughs) That's right. Well, the other thing though, I also think that this points to is, you know, even though I'm sure even at the time, a lot of people were like, yeah, all right, sure. The commies tricked you, man. Uh, but like, even still, just the fact that that's the atmosphere you're talking about at this point in the United States where you can, like, knock over a glass and have it fall on the floor and break and be like, it was the communists. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs>
2: Stalin!
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, it was uh, a, a rough time. Well, and,
2: and also um, it's kind of interesting because, like, all the anti-communism was, like, pretty much entirely focused on the Soviet Union at this point yes. right like we didn't really have Cuba we didn't really have China we didn't have pretty much anything else
1: yeah and it, and it, but and you know as funny you know <laughs> as your, you know, sort of caricature of it is a lot of the propaganda was like literally that mm-hmm. it was basically like when you strike during the war, you stand with Joseph Stalin. And then it's like a propaganda painting of Stalin as like a giant spider or something yeah, where they yeah. just like, they took one of the anti-Semitic, you know, cartoons from the czarist era and just like put Stalin's face on
2: it. Yeah. It's like one of those propaganda posters. That it's like the most racist portrait of a Georgian man you could ever have. Yeah. And it just says like, this man is your enemy. He eats all the grain in Ukraine. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, it's, and, but uh, You know, even during this period Even this whole Oh, I, 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 didn't, I didn't think it was a good idea to strike I was tricked <laughs> Like, it's just The whole thing is stupid I but, have
2: Havana like, syndrome
1: <laughs> Yeah, it's ridiculous and, But though the strike was defeated The pressure forced Ryan to agree to let locals vote On any contract proposal So, you know, an opening A small opening for democracy Or so we thought, uh, because when the workers then used that uh, democratic opportunity to vote their next proposal down, and some of the rank-and-file workers, thinking ahead, got a court injunction to prevent signing of a contract without the agreement of the locals, the ILA and the New York Shippers Association took it to arbitration, circumventing the membership and getting around the even- small opening to democracy that allowing the workers to vote on their own contract would have provided. No matter how many members made it clear that they wanted new leadership, Ryan was always looking out for himself, not the workers.
0: It's that, that just sucks so much to be like, Hey, you could vote. Psych. Psych.
2: Yeah. Yeah, well look, it just confirm it's just another check in the confirmation field on my theory that you never trust a two first names motherfucker.
3: <laughs> Fair enough. I cover the waterfront. I'm watching the sea will the one I love. patiently waiting hoping and longing oh how i am where are you have you forgotten Chuck waiting. See, will the one I love be coming back to me? Will the one I love be?